Good morning and welcome to the Daily Word and Prayer. This is Sunday morning, March 7th. Glad you're along. This is your first time with us today. Welcome. I hope you are with us regularly. As I promise, you give yourself, you join us regularly, day by day, week by week, month by month. Your life will change. Not because I'm so special or anything like that, but the Word of God is special. And when we get in the Word of God every day, think about it, think about how to believe it, how to apply it, pray it into our lives, change happens. You know, in Scripture it says, in, in 1 Thessalonians it says that the work of the Word of God performs its work in those of us who believe. I've often thought of uh, the Word of God as being something, dare I say, like taking an aspirin or Tylenol or some sort of medicine. I may not understand how it works or even why it works, but I do know if I got a headache and I take that, my headache goes away. Somehow it works. And likewise, the Word of God, we may not, not know quite how it transforms. We have ideas. Obviously, it plants a seed within us. The seed grows, sprouts, uh, becomes 30, 60, 100-fold. The, the, the transforming of our mind changes our life. We read in Romans 12, too. But there's a power in the Word of God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It convicts us. It challenges us. It transforms us. We were made to live on the Word of God. Is that not what Jesus said? Matthew 4, 4, as he quotes from Deuteronomy. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so as we get the Word of God within our minds, our heart, our soul, our life changes. It transforms. We become different people. We become what we were meant to be. We were meant to be people who feed our souls on the Word of God and indeed to reach your potential in life as a human being. This is vital. So I'm glad you're along with me today. I hope you're with me every day. Make sure you hit the subscribe, notify, like buttons, uh, I always enjoy seeing your name in the chat and knowing some of the people who are along with me. And, um, and I also encourage you to go to my website, tomthepreacher.com, and subscribe to my daily email. Question, <clears throat> is Sunday a special day for you? I know the, the, the title of this is Sunday a special day, and so I'm going to add is a special day for you. And dare I, dare I say it should be. Is Sunday a special day? And I'd like to answer that question by saying it should be. I am particularly concerned during this time of the pandemic when everything seems to be changing. You know, all this started about one year ago. And I remember the churches closed. And it alarmed me that we were allowing the government to tell churches they could not meet. I thought, this is America. That doesn't happen. And most churches complied, at least for a period of time. I know many are back open again, but not all are. Um, it takes just, it doesn't take, but maybe they say six, seven weeks or so for people to develop a new habit. And as people develop the habit of watching church online, um, there are benefits and negatives. Benefits, if you can't go to church, if for some reason you're, you are shut in, for health reasons or whatever, it's great that, that our churches upped their game on upline, on online services. Uh, this 
this live stream that I do each day came as a result of the shutdown. And a pastor was talking to me about how people would be lonely and isolated. And the, the need for fellowship and the word was more important than ever. And that this is one thing I thought, well, this is a way I can serve and just help be live. And, and rather than just post some teachings to try and make it something live and, and more personal for you. On the other hand, we do need healthy churches. Uh, this can never be a replacement for the church because we are to love one another and we're to have fellowship with one another. And there's something about being in person with people. During this, these pandemic restrictions and lockdowns and so on, now many of the churches that are reopened, their attendance is way down. Many churches, 30, 40% of what they normally would be running. And so my question is, have we lost something here? Has the pandemic um, gotten people in the habit of missing church and gotten in the habit of thinking, I don't need the fellowship, gotten people in the habit of seeing Sunday as just another day, or maybe that's their day now to sleep in and that's their day to do whatever. As a young believer, or excuse me, as a, as a young man, I was raised to go to church on Sunday, and we regularly did, and it became part of my practice and life. As I got a little bit older, at first, then I became a Christian. I became really saved. And so when I was young, going to church was a chore. We'd have to put on a, we'd have to wear a sport jacket and a tie, and we'd polish our shoes on Saturday night and uh, make sure that we were all dressed up. And to me, it was, uh, I don't know, as time went on, it became burdensome. And I'd often fall asleep in church. I was tired and I was bored. But as I became a Christian, then it became really more, more important to me to make sure I was there and to learn, and I, I hungered for church. But I also, I went to Bible studies on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I was, I was in church whenever the door was open. And so for me, every day became a special day. Every day became a day for the Lord. The idea of a special day for God, no, every day was special for God. I was devoted to the Lord every day. And so Sunday was not a special day. As a matter of fact, I took a job in which I would work uh, from noon to five on Sundays. Uh, and that was, you know, I'd work Saturday nights, Sundays, one day during the week. And, and uh, I'd be in church in the morning, work all afternoon on Sunday, and be in church in the evening Sunday night. As the years went on for me, I began to see a verse where Jesus said that the Sabbath wasn't made for, the, the Sabbath was made for man. Jesus was to be Lord of the Sabbath, but the Sabbath, man wasn't made for the Sabbath, the Sabbath was made for man. And I began to see that this day of rest was a blessing from God. It wasn't meant to be kept legalistically. It wasn't meant to be a, a burden to me. It wasn't meant to be uh, like the Pharisees where you, you, know, you can't do this, you can't do that. But rather, it was meant to be a gift to me. And I began to see also that God rested. My goodness, God does, he's omnipotent. He doesn't need, he doesn't need the, the, the sleep or anything. God rested and he set a pattern in the creation weeks. The first, you know, we're called to be like God. We're called to imitate God. We're called to be, to do as God does. And the, the reason the seventh day rest was given to us was because God worked six days and he rested on the seventh. This was meant to be a pattern for us to follow. In the last number of years, I've, done, I've tried to keep the Sabbath. It's not easy, especially not easy if you've got young children who need attention all the time. 
and and uh, we have tried to make Sunday a special day. We uh, this is not a message on is a Sabbath Saturday or Sunday or should you have can you choose any day any you know just one out of seven that is your day of rest? I know many pastors, you know Sunday is one of their their busiest hardest working days, and it's an exhausting day, and so many of them take say a Monday as their Sabbath or. Or, you know, many would argue that Saturday should be our Sabbath. This is not what this message is about. My point is, uh, somehow I think Sunday should be a special day because this is when churches typically meet. And I encourage you to have a day of rest. I found a number of years ago, I discovered my own life, if I don't have some day of rest and rejuvenation, I get tired. Two, three days after what's in my normal rhythm or pattern, for me it's Sunday, and if I have, if I treat, if I teach, for instance, a, uh, uh, have a whole day of teaching on Sunday, if I'm doing a seminar or a conference retreat or something, and if I have a whole day of work on Sunday, even though it's giving and serving God by Wednesday, I'm pretty exhausted. And I can tell it's because I didn't get that day. I want to encourage you, and we want to pray today. We need healthy churches. We need strong churches, and we need healthy believers. I want to encourage you to consider this pattern. I, I know a lot of us, we just, you know, kind of ignore this fourth commandment, and we don't take a day of rest. It's for you. It's a blessing to you. It's something God has given you to strength. Six days shall you work and do all your labor, but the seventh shall be a Sabbath unto the Lord your God. And, and in that day of rest, that day dedicated to God, not just a day, by the way, to just do whatever you want, and not just a day to, but a day of rest devoted to God. And those are the two things I try and do. I try and get some rest, extra rest on, on Sundays. And I try and have some extra, I try not to do my typical work, but I try and spend some extra time thinking in the word, uh, allowing my mind to be free to seek God in ways that, that it's more difficult with all the other things going on through the week. And we want to pray that our churches have full recovery. I pray our churches will be full. The church in America had been on decline prior to this pandemic. We've been losing younger people. And one thing I have said is this pandemic lockdown seems to have accelerated everything. Things that were happening, changes in our culture seem to have picked up speed during this time. One of them I fear might be the acceleration of a decline in church attendance and church involvement. And I hope that's not the case. We hope this pandemic gets over soon. We hope that states are beginning to open up again. We hope that they all get open and that our churches are full because we're praying the church has got to be strong in America, and we're praying for that. And that being said, let's go ahead and pray right now for our churches. All right, Father in heaven, we want to thank you today that you have given us this gift of the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You've made us social and relational creatures. You didn't make us to be isolated. You made us social. You commanded us. Your great commandment is that we love you and that we love others. And Lord, we realize there's no way we can do this as we're isolated from other people. And so we pray, Father. We pray for this pandemic to be ending soon. We pray, Lord, for the, the opening up of our country again. But we pray particularly today for our churches to be open, for our churches to allow true fellowship, for our churches to have a, a, uh, a friendliness, a love, uh, Lord, the, a warm embrace, 
a warm handshake, to look one another in the eye, to smile at one another, to sing robustly from the heart, to sing your praises, to come together to learn. We pray again that our churches would be filled. We pray that our churches would be feeding our souls. We need it, Lord. Families need it. Individuals need it. Children need it. Lord, we all need to to have this community that you've given us. And we pray, Father, as as Sunday seems to just be coming another day now, and and, uh, people, Lord, so many, I, I really believe, have gotten out of the habit of going to church and gathering with the people of God, and they've forsaken that habit. And we pray, Father, that this our country would open up and the people would get back in this habit, back in this practice. They would see the need of fellowship. They'd see the need of teaching. They'd see the need to join together for prayer. They'd see the need of joining together for the breaking of bread, communion. They'd see the need to, to have relationships with other believers. Lord, we pray that our churches would thrive. We pray they'd come through this stronger. I fear, Lord, many aren't. I fear many, Lord, have surrendered and have have become followers in the midst of this and have not led us. They've not spoken up clearly. They've not sounded the trumpet so that we know the way to go. We pray, Lord, that our churches would really rise up in these days. We pray our pastors would rise up and be leaders among us. We pray that they'd give us a clear, distinct trumpet call of service, of love, of, of fellowship with one another. We pray for this, Father. We pray the people of God, Lord, I just... I just sense so many of us are confused. We don't know. We want to honor authorities. We want to honor our churches. We want to honor, we, we, Lord, so many things. It's, it's been a confusing time. We pray for our church leaders to sound the trumpet clearly, to make the voice clear, and that the people would respond, the people would follow, the people would, would uh, that, Lord, we would become more active, more aggressive, equipped by our churches to do the work of God, even in the midst of danger, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of change. Lord, this pandemic, we think, should be a time. It should be a time that that people are turning to you. Everybody's thinking about dying. Everybody's fearful. Lord, you you said that you bring healing. 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14, if you send a pandemic and your people will pray to you and turn from their wicked ways, then you would heal the land. Lord, this is a time when, we're, we, when, when the church should be arising. I fear it hasn't. I fear few, few have, Lord. Help us. Help us, Lord. I don't say this in criticism, Lord. We don't pray this in criticism. We cry out to you. This is an unusual time. We're in times that no one, none of us have ever lived through before. Help us, Lord, to have our bearings. Help us as, as people of God to remember the importance of our church. Help our leaders as leaders of your people, under shepherds of the sheep, to be guiding us in fruitful living. I pray again our churches will be open. I pray that they would be places of spiritual power, equipping, love. The people would come out of, they'd attend church every Sunday, and they'd come away from church better than when they went in. We pray for that. They'd come away better people, better Christians, more in faith, more in love, more courageous, more serving, that we would come awake equipped, inspired, motivated. And we pray for this. And we pray for every church. Lord, we're praying for our country. 
And our churches, Lord, we, we just ask our churches and our pastors need to lead the way in revival in our land. Lord, it seems like our culture is just going further and further from you. It's long down the road of, of way far from God. I pray that the churches would remain true to you, be undefiled, be holy and pure. I pray, Lord, when we come to church each Sunday and, and in our own use of the, how we use our day on Sunday, it'd be a reset. We'd, we'd, we would, uh, Lord, if, if we've been drawn away or drifted through the week with all of our responsibilities, that we'd have this weekly reset and refocus our minds upon you and refocus our, our, our values upon what you value. So we pray for this, Father. And I pray for the people on this live stream. I thank you how they come here day by day. And we're learning and we're growing and we're committed to your word. Help us, Lord, to be leaders. Help us to set the pace. Help us, Lord, to, to really be transformed and to be focused on you and to be influencers for you in our churches, our families, our neighborhoods. Indeed, Lord, that you might increase our platform so that we're influencers throughout the nation. We pray for this. We bless you today. Jesus, this Sundays, Sundays are the days we remember that it's the Lord's day. We celebrate the resurrection, that this is the day we commemorate the, rise, the resurrection, that you conquered death. Lord, as we're soon to enter into Easter, and uh, we pray that this Easter would be a time that, that, that people will recall the resurrection, learn about the resurrection, believe in the resurrection, and see that you give victory over death. Again, Lord, as our whole country has talked for a year now, we've had on TV death counts and how many people died and with just all this focus on dying. And Jesus, you conquered it. You conquered it. Our hope is in you. We do pray for medical solutions, but our faith isn't in science. Our hope isn't in science. Our hope is in the living God. And we bless you. We, re we remind ourselves of this today. So we bless you today. We praise you. Help us today to, in our churches, Lord, as, we're, as we attend, to be a light, an encouragement, um, a uh, person of hope that blesses others. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I'm glad you're here. And tomorrow we begin a new uh, series. I'm still thinking about it. I've got several things I'm quite excited about, but we will begin new tomorrow. Uh, we're either going to begin a, something related to Easter and the life of Christ, or I'm leaning towards doing some things on our identity, a, a number of days on what, who we really are as Christians. What is our identity in Christ? We'll do one of the two. Whatever it is, by the grace of God, I promise it'll be good. It'll be encouraging. It'll be motivating and inspiring to you. So, See you tomorrow morning. Help spread the word today. Tell your friends, whether, whether in church that you watch each day and how you're blessed by this time, or you post on social media, however you do it, help spread the word. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30, and starting a new, service, new, new series. Meanwhile, have a great day. Make this a day. This is the day the Lord has made. Celebrate him. Rejoice in him. Amen? Good. God bless you, and I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning.